I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Welcome to part two of the latest edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast. Charles Barkley, Kara Henderson, and Mike Silver were on part one of the podcast that you can download at the same spot where you downloading this one with Aaron Rodgers, the Super Bowl MVP, and Josh Charles, the Emmy-nominated actor from The Good Wife and a big-time Raven fan who's hurting a little bit based on what the Ravens uh, did in Tennessee last week. But right now, let's now talk to the reigning Super Bowl MVP getting set for yet another meeting with the Chicago Bears, meeting number 183 between the Bears and the Packers. He is none other than Aaron Rodgers. How are you, Aaron? Doing good, Rich. Thank you. Oh, it's a, a pleasure to have you on here on the on the the podcast presented by Bud Light. Uh, what is it like, Bears Week? Is it different? Do you feel different? Uh, a little bit. You know, it, there's so much uh, familiarity between the two teams, and we played each other, like you said, a lot of times. Uh, seven times. You know, I've lined up as a quarterback against the Bears, and you know, there, there's. A lot of carryover year to year from what they're trying to do and what we're trying to do. So it's really a chess match on, on who can execute their their stuff the best and uh, and who can you know make the the least amount of mistakes. Because usually the team is going to win. But there's not any specific discussion from upper management, from coaching staff, anything like that about go get them this week. A little bit more that you would hear than than normal. No, not really. You know, we we try and. Uh, you know, keep things the same every week and approach every game the same way. It obviously means a little bit more being a division game and and the significance of uh, of you know postseason uh, us playing them last year and and having to go down there and, and play them. You know, it, it obviously means a lot. It's early in the season, but you know we have uh, we have big big goals this year and and playing well in the division is uh, is a way to get a home home playoff game. Did I hear properly that you said you love facing Erlacher? That he's your favorite guy to play against? Well, he's my favorite player to line up against. I just have a lot of respect for him. I enjoy the the competitive banter during the game, and <laughs> and uh, he's a funny guy. I mean, a lot of stuff has happened on the field. Uh, you know, I remember back in 2008, he was making a call, and his voice cracked, and 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 I couldn't help but my immediate reaction was to laugh, and 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 we were kind of both sharing a moment there of, of laughter with him, you know, his voice cracking on the field there, and. Uh, in 2008, so it, he's a you know he's a player who's played at a high level for a long time, and, and there's a lot of mutual respect, I think. So he cracked a high octave, and you in the middle of just the looking middle over of the my defense, cadence. middle yeah, of your middle cadence. of my cadence. I, I had to I had to chuckle real quick and uh, <laughs> recognize that that something that just doesn't happen all the time. I'd imagine so. And what do you mean by funny? Do you do you do you go at him and he comes right back at you? Is that really what's going on on the field? No, you know he's just a—he's uh, a funny guy. I mean, he makes some uh, some pretty funny, uh, colorful calls out there on the field. I think a lot of them probably don't mean a whole lot, but uh, you know, he really—he's uh, the quarterback of their defense, and uh, I enjoy the matchup and and the chess match that goes on between him trying to execute their defense and me trying to execute our offense. So basically, you're saying they—they they know what you're going to do, you know what they're going to do, and it's just. What what happens in the in the heat of the moment? Who can actually do what they do better? Is that essentially really what this matchup's all about? Yeah, I mean that's football in general. I think it it, it comes down to the one on one matchups, to the uh, you know the offensive line blocking their guys and and your receivers winning those matchups and getting open and and me delivering the ball where I need to in order for us to be successful. And in the, in the times where they beat us, 
you know, we haven't done that. We've turned the ball over. We've made mistakes. And the times where we've got them, we've uh, we've limited our mistakes and been able to uh, to win those one-on-one matchups. So you're not going to come on this podcast and say that there's a wrinkle and let me know what that wrinkle is. I should just not expect that in this conversation. Is that what you're saying to me, Aaron? Well, there's always there's always wrinkles every week. Okay. Uh, you know, we'll see them on Sunday. Oh, okay. So there's a trick up the sleeve. I mean, it's not just. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Okay. See, because, you know, you're too smart, Aaron. You know, I, I, I can't use my usual tricks of my interview trade on you. You can I, try. Well, no, I don't even think I'm going to. You know what I mean? I think I'm just going to come through the front door on this interview and just say I, 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 what, I, what I'm hoping to achieve is you talk and smack about the Bears. I mean, I try. I tried a little bit. Give you the whole, you know, hey, is it different or anything? And and you you sort of went the one day, one game at a time sort of thing with me. I, I want what I'm trying to do is get you to talk smack about the Bears. Give me some information that uh, that I'm going to see on Sunday, and uh, and then and then maybe find out a little something for for fantasy football people. That's what I'm trying to find out. Well, you know, Rich, I'm a veteran of this. The more you try and get me to say something that I'm going to regret, the more I'm going to give you cliches. And, oh no. Uh, no. And vanilla answers. Yeah, I mean, you're going to bust it. Say you don't have a crystal ball or something like that. Or I mean, what sort of what, what's your favorite cliche? Then do you have one? Do you have a go to cliche in your conversation? Well, the uh, the one game at a time mm, thing I think yeah. is pretty funny. Yeah. There's always games you circle on <laughs> on the schedule and you look forward to. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. So this is one. This is one of those, right? You you circle this one on the calendar, right? Oh, I always enjoy playing the Bears. They're they're a fun team to play, and okay. uh, it's always a good challenge for us. Mm. <laughs> 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 All right, because you 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 do like tweaking the media a little bit, Aaron. I mean uh, that that whole business about uh, off season player only workouts. You, you got you got a little dig in after the season opening win. I, I caught that one. I caught that one. A lot of people caught that one. You seem to you seem to enjoy turning the knife a little bit when you can. Is that true? I think there shouldn't be a problem with that, to be honest with you. As much as as we're criticized and 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 scrutinized every little thing that we do, uh, I think it's only natural that that sometimes the uh, the human emotion comes out when you're when you're verbally attacked and you know you could say verbally abused at times by members of the media. Uh, you know, I think it's only natural that that uh, you know for me, I wanted to make sure that. That I got my point across. Well, you did. You certainly did. Verbally abused. You think you've been verbally abused by members of the media? Oh, I'm not saying me. I'm just saying, you know, oh, in general, people, our team, you know, at times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In general. Okay. Where do you think you are now in your career? Your 50 starts in. This is going to be your 50th career start. Uh, how much of a different quarterback are you now at career start 50 than, say, career start even 25, Aaron? I think I'm, I'm, I'm better. You know, with the experience, you, you can't help but – but see the game differently and, and continue to, to perfect your craft. I'm, I'm blessed in Green Bay to work with a great quarterback coach who never lets me be complacent about the way I'm playing or, or the way I feel about the way I'm playing. He's always, uh, you know, pushing me to improve in different areas and, and repping fundamentals and making sure I, I stay, uh, stay sharp every day in practice. So I owe a lot of my success to him and, and working under his tutelage and, I'm a better player, but I still think that my best football is in front of me. You want to drop his name? Tom Clements. There you go. Okay. Just for those who are scoring at home, you know. And uh, Hall of Famer in the CFL. Is that right? Passed for 40,000 yards. Also played with Rudy Rudiger. <sighs> Fun fact there. Well, you know me, Aaron. I'm a Michigan man. So uh, I rent Rudy 
just to hope he pops a hamstring or something like that at the end. I have nothing. I have nothing but contempt for that well, thing. If yeah, okay. you know, I've, I've heard some different stories about what really happened with Rudy out there, but hey, you know, that's for another conversation. <laughs> it's for another, and another movie. I'd rent, now yeah. that movie I'd rent. That movie yeah. I'd rent. That Rudy I would rent. I you would. know, Vince Vaughn is in that movie. Did you I know. know that? Yeah. Well, I, yeah. And so and so is. Uh, John Favreau. John Favreau. So it's sort of like a swingers. Half the cast of swingers is in. Or a maid. That's. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, you're going next level on me there. I am. I am maid, and his John. You know, uh, Vince Vaughn's character is in Maid and Swingers. Is kind of. Uh, There's a, you know, a lot of people have seen old school, and yeah, and great. you know maybe the newer movies. They haven't seen those original ones where that character really started. So that's it, it, all right. Let me go there. Uh, who is who? Who is your favorite actor then? Is, I can't say Vince Vaughn because he's a huge Bears fan. Yeah, um, that's true. It, it's tough to it, it's tough to go against Brad Pitt and Denzel Washington. They're they're in most of my favorite movies. So I would have to say Brad Pitt slightly over Denzel. Now, would you would you play yourself in a movie, Aaron? Would you go? To no, Why I'm not? not an actor. Uh, there's you know I do a few things pretty well. Football is one of them. I, I don't like to venture out in the areas where I feel really uncomfortable. Being on TV in general, in the commercial sense, is is not something I don't think I do very well either. I've gotten a lot of crap for some local commercials I've done here around town, and uh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna refrain from from you know diving into that whole uh, right that whole acting. Well, maybe scene. maybe you could do like a jeans commercial or something like that. Aaron, yeah, you know? think about it. Yeah, I'm 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 open to offers. Or do you man? Do you manage a music band? Is that a true story? No, that's not a true story. That's not a true story. No, I mean I I, I dabble in the music industry. Okay. In a small way, but I, I don't manage a band. Okay. Um, I want to ask you about a couple of things that are going on in the league right now. Uh, how how many how often uh, does the opponent fake an injury against you, trying to slow down your offense? To be honest, today was the first day I heard about about that. The accusations of of some of the I think it was the Giants players uh, when yep. St. Louis was doing no huddle. I haven't seen any of that. Uh, my school actually came under attack last season, Cal Berkeley, for doing some of that when the, when they played Oregon. Uh, there was some supposed fake, you know, injury faking that day. Um, it's a, it's an interesting uh, conversation. I, I haven't I didn't watch the game Monday night, so I, I couldn't. I can't give you a better answer. Well, no, I, but, but so you don't. It's not because pre- I would think again. You go five wides. You're you're up tempo. You're you're just as good as situational football as any other team in the NFL. If you you notice a defense on on its heels, you're going to keep going. You, you'll quick snap it. You'll do all that good stuff. But n- you you really don't see it that much. No defend. No defenders. I don't. I don't. Up. But I do have a funny story. Sure. Uh, one of our players a few years ago was down on the ground, and uh, you know our trainers went out there. And when our trainers came back, they said, uh, you know, they're like, hey, are you okay? What's wrong? And he goes, I'm just tired. I just need to lay here for a second. <laughs> so that's kind of the first I heard about that. All right. Uh, but I, I haven't, you know, I don't know anything about the uh, the whole okay. fake and injury Because people are trying to say, you know, come up with a rule where if somebody goes down, they've got to sit out for a few plays just to try and try and police this sort of thing. But it seems to be very difficult to try and enforce if you think about it. Well, no. I think maybe too much might be made of this. I haven't really seen it. You know, you're on the field. You can kind of sense what's going on. I haven't seen any of the injury faking or anything in any game I've ever been a part of. Well, that's good. Uh, what did you, when you heard Tony Romo played with a, a punctured lung, what was the first thing that le- left to your mind when you heard that? 
I was, you know, surprised that he could play so effectively with under that much pain. I, I actually uh, didn't have the same injury, but I I got cracked in the ribs a couple of years ago against Detroit, and and the guys were kind of making fun of me in the huddle because I was having a hard time spitting out the uh, the plays and then making fun of the voice I was making because it was just hard to breathe. Uh, but but the punctured lung and a, and a cracked rib that's uh, that's a lot of pain. Um, I sent him a text after the game because I saw the highlights and saw he came back and uh, that's a that's an impressive uh, performance. Yeah, I mean that that was something else, uh, and apparently it was the second play of the game that he had it suffered. And I just would love to that wanted to get your point of view just because you know what it's like playing with pain. You know what it's like playing that position. And you also know what it's like, you know, playing under extreme pressure, uh, under circumstances based on your franchise. Uh, and I thought that was a pretty big thing for Tony. And uh, I just, that's why I wanted to bounce that one off you there. Yeah. You, you know, know he, he took a lot of flack the first week, uh, you know, which I thought he played a pretty good game against the Jets. I, again, I didn't see it. I just saw the numbers, but um, took a lot of a lot of flack. And uh, I think he, you know, was pretty good from the bounce back like that and uh, come back in the game and play so well. Did he text you back? Yeah, okay. I did. You know, yeah, I got a text back. Okay, I just want to make sure because you know I can't leave you hanging. You know what I mean? Oh, I mean, I wasn't wasn't needing to get that. You know, get that statement in there, but no, okay, no, that's good. I just want to no. make sure that, that that it's all fine and dandy. Um, and moving forward for the Packers, uh, the America's Game feature, I I thought that was so so uh, was such a great glimpse of your journey, uh, personal and your team, and um, and how Mike McCarthy uh, left blank a photograph, uh, you know, a space on a wall uh, in your champions room where you have your meetings where there are pictures of all champions that are on the wall of basically saying this spot's for all of us. And I'm wondering what's he doing now that, (laughs) that, that wall is filled with last year's championship photo. How did he, how did he approach this year with you? Well, the same way, but let me just set the record straight. That was my idea. First of all. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that was my idea. Well, I can't take, that was my idea for the Packers. Uh, A friend of mine who plays another sport, uh, their coach did that for them. Is actually Doc Rivers for the Celtics put up a championship banner in 2008 that was blank in their uh, in their arena and just something they could look at every day to just remind them what the ultimate goal was and what they were playing for. And I thought that was a really cool motivational idea. So I mentioned it to Mike, and uh, and Mike ended up doing it last year. Uh, you know, didn't give me any credit for it, but uh, <laughs> no, actually, no, no he but did not. Uh, so I've taken, uh, you know, I've taken. Any every opportunity I can to just okay get my point. It was it was my idea, but you know if Mike wants to take credit for that and go on America's Game and said it was his idea, that's fine. <laughs> there is no I in Aaron or Rogers. You are a team player, though, Aaron. You know what I mean. I am a team player. That's what you know. I've kept quiet. I let him kind of have his day, but I just you know <laughs> I know this. You know, you're you're a big deal with your your podcast and stuff. So I want to make you. sure I got that little message out. Yeah, please do. Thank you. Yeah. So what about this year then? Same thing. We got a we got a blank picture up there. Same thing. Blank picture. Let's. Get, uh, does that have the same resonance? You think among your teammates? Maybe not as much the second time around, but it, I think it's a good reminder. It's it's cool in our team room that we have uh, all thirteen pictures on the wall of the thirteen world championships this franchise has won, and and I think one of the cool things to think about is that your picture will always be on in that team room as long as you keep the team room the same and. Uh, it's in black and white, which I think makes it even cooler because obviously the old pictures are all in black and white, and 
it's uh it's special to to look at that picture and 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 the different faces because every team is different. But you look at the guys who uh, who were together on that team, and uh, it was a special group of men, and we and we achieved the ultimate goal. So now, how do you turn the page? I mean, do do you feel that you you're targeted uh, by every team right now, sort of like every Super Bowl champion is? Do you do you have that sense? Not really. I think it's a different year. You know, I think first of all, we have turned the page. You know, a lot of people been been wanting to talk about you know, repeat and, 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 you know, defending. And these, these really aren't words that we've even talked about from, from day one, when the lockout ended, we got back together. That Those weren't what we talked about. I mean, we had a different mindset and, and yeah, we are the, the reigning champs, but, you know, I think we haven't been able to sneak up on people, uh, you know, for the last three or four years. So we know when teams come to Lambeau, they, they recognize how, how special that sta- that stadium is, that field is, and I think we always we always get our best team shot. That's the NFL. I mean, we're all professionals. Uh, you know, there's not many games where you ever feel like the team maybe didn't have the same kind of effort that that you took the field with. So, you know, we we are the rainy champs, but it's a new season. Everybody's moved on. And how has life changed for you, Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl? MVP? Well, during the season, it's nice. Uh, we have our routines and and things really haven't changed a whole lot. I, I just think. You know, all of us, myself included, you know, have become a little bit more recognizable probably when we're out and about, and there's more opportunities, both for uh, you know individual stuff that you know these commercials that that uh, you know I get uncomfortable doing, but but still do from time to time, and and more than that, I think that there's been a greater opportunity to make a difference in in charitable organizations like the Mac Fund, which I enjoy working with, and and that's kind of been the most rewarding part of the whole process. Yeah, tell me about that organization. The MAC Fund is Midwest Athletes Against Childhood Cancer, and it was an organization started back in the 70s by a basketball player for the Milwaukee Bucks and uh, or an announcer for the Bucks, and and uh, they just they raise funds to help uh, uh, with research on uh, on on child cancers and 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 bloodborne diseases, and uh, to be able to to spend time with these kids who are in the program uh, at at the at the um, the Milwaukee Hospital and the Madison Hospital. And around the state, it's just been a really special experience for me, and to get to meet the families and and just to have a small part in in the great work they're doing has just been really rewarding for me. And what's the name of that organization again? It's the MAC Fund, M A C C, Midwest Athletes Against Childhood Cancer. Okay, and is it like a M A C C dot org or something like that, or you... MAC Fund dot org? MAC Fund dot org. Okay. Fund. Fund. Okay, yeah. MAC Fund dot org. Very good, Aaron. Um, I'm. Uh... I hope that's right. Yeah, well, if it isn't, we'll we'll correct it. Don't worry. Yeah. We we have your back here. We have your Thank back you. here. Even Thank though you. even though you're not giving me anything about the Bears that I can use as bulletin board material to promote this podcast. That's okay. That's all right. Um, that's it. I'm not going to get anything more from you on the Bears. I don't know what else I can tell you. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, you're laughing it up with Erlacher. You're it's it's you send you say it's not any different. You know, this week. I mean, you just are the Bears a team you want to beat the most? How about that? Can I get you saying anything on that? No, I, I'm not going to say that either. I, okay. You know, I enjoy every win. All right. All right. Um, you know what? All right. That's the Cal Berkeley in you. I can't, I can't, I can't get anything past you. I've, I've used every trick in my trade, Aaron. Well, I'm actually wearing my Butte College hey, football yes! right now. So I'd, I'd like really? to give them a little shout out. There I you am. go. Yep. Hey, that, you and I both got our starts in our, in our careers in the same neck of the woods. Redding, I was Redding and Chico. That's where I got my start, TV wise, and you got you. You know, you're what? So uh, do you do you claim Northern California, or you kind of you kind of big time us up up in the North State? Never. 
I never uh, the the North. I, I'm you know what I, I'm the spirit of the North State. Aaron, I, I don't I don't quite understand what that means. I'm, but, um... <laughs> that was the that was the that that was the uh, the the slogan of my channel Seven uh, R, the ABC affiliate. They were the spirit of the North State, KRC wow. TV. So I'm I'm. I hope they've changed that motto. No, I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if much has changed, but no, I was incredible. I love the North did you, State. Beautiful. Did you cover like Foothill High School and Shasta and yes. Anderson football oh, games? Yes, Red Bluff. Yeah. Red Bluff. Uh, yeah. Yes. Here's my here's my favorite story. Uh, out in uh, out in Cottonwood. Uh, Cottonwood. Nice. I, yeah, I slept all the way out to Cottonwood, um, and uh, and and I I covered um, a doubleheader playoff game uh, for. Uh, high school football and i had to do a, a live shot in the middle of the two games by beaming it back to uh, the the home station and uh, i locked my keys in the car and the, wow. yes what a, a total idiot i was and these sweet people from the north state were trying to help me get into my car and i pick up my equipment um and i realized the keys were actually underneath there the whole time i was wow. my first day on the job Aaron. Did you break any windows or? I almost did. Actually, yeah. I, I asked them for a Slim Jim to get into the car, which, you know, for us Northeast guys, uh, it's something to jimmy your way into the car. These sweet people thought I was asking for a piece of beef jerky to get into Macho the car. Macho Man Randy Savage. Yep. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So I have nothing but love for, for the North State. And a lot of good people Butte, up there. Awesome. Awesome. Yep. Butte College and all that stuff. So, okay. Um, and and I just let you know, again, no pressure. You are my quarterback for the Bernie Kukars, my fantasy uh, team here in NFL.com and NFL Network. You're I right. like the name. I like the name. How are we doing? Uh, we're one and one. We're one and one. I, I I wish you had run one. I think, didn't you have an opportunity to run did, one in? Yeah, and I you, did. And you, and you flipped it to Kuhn. And then, you, and then you gave him, you gave him an earful. You know, what, isn't that what happened? Uh, I don't remember that. Yeah, you, uh, you flipped it to him. You could have run it in, and then you, I could have run it. You know, it. and then the right. next play, you give it to Kuhn, and he gets. I had, you know, what I had a, a sweet dance plan too. I got to meet uh, one of my childhood idols, Ric Flair, actually the night before, and I was yeah, going to do his, uh, his patented Nature Boy walk. Oh. If I had scored, and you know what, missed out on the opportunity. Yeah, and what, what are we going to? When I mean, we haven't seen the belt yet either. I haven't ran. I haven't. There's been no touchdowns. So if you had run no, it in there, touchdowns. you would have you'd have belted with Ric Flair in the building. No, I think I would have done the Ric Flair Nature Boy walk. I was working on it the night before in the hotel room. <laughs> See, no, that's quality information right there. Yep. Hey, hey, there you go. There's your story right there. That's there's a your, great your headline. Story. There it is. Yep. That's a headline. Before I let you go, I want to play this for you. I had Charles Barkley on the podcast moments ago, and this is what he had to say about you. Let's play Aaron it. Rogers. <laughs> I, I could watch him throw footballs all day. You know, he's like when you watch Nolan Ryan in his prime. Like, they, when they throw the ball, it looks a little bit different. Like, Aaron Rodgers throws the most beautiful spiral you're ever going to see. And Nolan Ryan, I used to just watch him pitch. And when he threw his fastball, it's like, wow, that's just beautiful to watch. And until somebody can beat the Packers, I'm going to stick with the Packers in the, in, the, in the NFC. There you have it. That's my guy. Nolan Ryan, Aaron. I don't know about that comparison. But, you know, Charles has been given an opportunity to say kind of whatever's on his mind at all times. <laughs> yes. I love watching him on TNT. Him right. and Kenny and EJ are awesome. Uh, but, Charles, you know what? I'll tell you this. 
I've been going to the Tahoe tournament, uh, the American Century Championship in Lake Tahoe in the summertime, and uh, for the last seven years. And Charles has been uh, real supportive of me, even when I wasn't uh, when I was a nobody and not playing. And and people are probably wondering why I was at the tournament. <laughs> Charles was always good to me, so I'll never forget that and uh, always look forward to seeing him and and listening to what he has to say because, you know, on some level it's going to polarize somebody. It's going to have some sort of response, but I I appreciate the kind words. Oh, yeah. He's the best. And, and, you know, uh, like I just said, I had him on. He's he's an expert on the NFL. He's as good. he, He knows his football. He knows his football. You know, and he talked about you as Aaron. Nolan Ryan. That's not a bad comparison. Aaron. That's a great comparison. Yeah, I'll take that. Any Too day. good of a comparison, but I appreciate <laughs> it. Aaron, thanks for calling in. Really appreciate you ha- uh, having you on the podcast. Uh, you bet, my NorCal brother. Thank you. Uh, I'll take that. I'll take that. One last thing before I let you go. You know, Clay Matthews defollowed me on Twitter. Are you aware really? of that? Yeah. I don't know what I did. I don't think I, – I, I rack in my brain what I may have said or done to piss him off. But I don't I – don't, I don't know what I what I did. So you might not you might not be a list enough. He's kind of surrounded himself with just a list people. So is that right? So it's it's not what I said. It's it's who I am as a person. Oh my god! And I apologize about that, but that's that's oh. kind of Clay's. Uh, you know, he's really been been making making the rounds this off season and, and surround himself with a bunch of, in his opinion, a listers and. <laughs> I don't think he follows me or even ever responds to me on Twitter. Not that I don't tweet during the season. It's kind of a personal policy, but right. uh, but he's definitely he's definitely gone Hollywood. Well, I don't know. I'm sure it'll be very low on your list of things to do as you get set for the latest chapter of the rivalry with the Bears. But if you can look into this for me, Aaron, I, I really would appreciate that because I I have nothing but love for him, and and it, it's certainly if this is uh, a window into who I am as a person, this is this is tough to take. Be very I think bare minimum, you have the opportunity now to just rip him about his dumb hair flip mm-hmm. or his antics on the sidelines or a celebration. I mean, I, I would say go for it because I, I do all the time. And a lot of the guys on the team do. So okay. because of that deep follow there, yeah. I say go for it. All right. You've yeah. given me the green light. Thank you and very much. He, and he has one sack this year, and it was when Cam Newton ran out of bounds. I, so, I mean, <laughs> you can get after him about that too. I think that's what it was is when I had him on the podcast and I inartfully brought up the fact that he looked that he wasn't being much of a factor because there was a lot, lot, a rumor that he was hurt. And I think he took I, – I, he was offended by that. But I, I'd spoken to him many times since then. Again, I'm trying to rack my brain here. But um, In the end, it could be, you know, you're a NorCal guy and he's a SoCal guy. That could be it. That could be it. Aaron, thanks so much for helping me through this process. This has been uh, therapeutic. Thank you. Thanks, Rich. You bet. That's none other than the Super Bowl MVP, Aaron Rodgers himself on the Rich Eisen Podcast. Thrilled now to have on the Rich Eisen Podcast brought to you by Bud Light, a longtime friend. We go we go back a, a few years here. Uh, he was just nominated for an Emmy Award for his work on the Emmy-nominated Good Wife on CBS. You also can hear his voice on A Football Life, the documentary that just got off on a huge right foot uh, with Bill Belichick. But most importantly, the biggest Ravens fan I know, <laughs> Josh Charles. 
Good to see you, bud. Rich, it's good to be here. How really good you? to be here. I'm doing good. A little hungover. Not going <laughs> to lie to you. Fresh off the Emmys. Fresh off, uh, you know, my big loss. Uh, but no. really happy for my buddy Peter Dinklage. Uh, From Game of Thrones, right? Game he of won. Thrones. He won in, in uh, category I was so nominated. You are, yeah, you are friends with the yeah, man who uh, won. Peter, Peter went to college with one of my oldest uh, and dearest friends. So I've known Pete for a long time, or as we affectionately call him, the Dink. So uh, I was very happy with him. We were actually just... Uh, Shooting the uh, shooting the breeze earlier yesterday at the Four Seasons and mm-hmm. laughing and joking about it all. So I was really really happy. So for you him. didn't have to do any uh, acting when you were in that small box and the camera zoomed. Yeah, and I, I I really did. I really did. You were legitimately. I was I'm so, okay. so happy for him. Really, yeah. So you didn't have to. <laughs> I do didn't that have to do anything. Smile, I, really, I swear to God, clap. no, I didn't. No, I mean, you know, look, I, I would have been I happy tell. if I, I, mean, I would have been happy if my name was called. But sure. I, if it if it wasn't, I it, I just couldn't have been any happier that it was Dink. No, nah, that's good, and 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 I couldn't be happier for you, man. Thank you, buddy. You are one of the the good guys, and and what you do on that show too. It's rave reviews. Rave reviews. It, what you do? It's on doing really life. well. The show's doing well. We're moving to Sunday nights, so uh, mm-hmm. it's our our new slot. Uh, at nine, um, and I'm excited to see how that how that plays That's out. That's a this huge season. time slot. It is. It's a big big slot for CBS. They feel like it's really their premiere slot, and they're viewing us as their premiere show. And uh, I just think everything in TV starts with the writing. You know, it's really a writer's medium. And uh, Robert and Michelle King, our, our creators of uh, The Good Wife, do such a good job. All of their writers of just keeping the show, deepening it, keeping it complicated, nuanced. And uh, everything just keeps growing. And this this year in particular, we're going to get into my character's backstory a lot more. And that's, that's starting good. to happen now. You must be excited. Now, are, are, do you know where they're going? I mean, are you? Do you know what the backstory is already, or do you? Or are you getting scripts? We have, I mean, you don't eagerly getting scripts. You to get see what's well, what? well. The great thing is, um, you know, I've worked a lot in television, and, and the way the way Robert and Michelle work is, we have these meetings throughout the year, and, and I'm constantly in dialogue dialogue with Robert, you know, via email or phone about each particular script or scene, you know. Just a question or maybe an issue with a line here or there. But ultimately, you know, we, we have these sort of meetings where we talk about where the general arc's going to go for the character, where they're thinking it's going to go for these next six, seven. And we'll do that two, three times a year. And uh, so you have, a, you have a sense of where it's going. You may not know every specific detail. So when you do read it, you are surprised, which is great. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I have, a, I have a general overall sense, but I actually don't want to know anything more specific. I, I like being surprised uh, by some of it. So. Sometimes you, you like surprises, unless, of course, it's Ravens and Titans <sighs> week two. Now, you let's, let's set the stage. You are here uh, in Los Angeles, excited, yes. all, all getting ready for your Emmy night. Yes. And you're watching the Ravens on your iPad? Is that what I was you, watching that it on the, again, the, the Sunday hard, ticket on, on the iPad while my, my, my lovely girlfriend Sophie was getting all dialed up. Mm-hmm. And I went down to the pool and watched it on my iPad, and uh, were you cursing? Were you? I mean, uh, cursing you... is maybe an understatement. Um, <laughs> the iPod, the iPad, the iPod, the iPad, whatever it was. Yeah. This is the this is the podcast, and I have an iPad. There's a lot it's of pads and pods. Be very careful. No, it's very it's dangerous, people. I I almost smashed it about three or four times. Uh, I tend to get very emotional when I watch football. Um, I'm getting better about that now that I just turned forty. <laughs> yeah. Or at least I thought I was. Right. But no, actually, because I was distracted by all the pre-Emmy festivities, um, I, I, I probably got a little less vocal than I normally would. My sure. friend David was in town, and and I was talking to Pete for a little bit, and I would check check on the game. We're just sitting by the pool, and I'd have it right there on the iPad. But yeah, it was a very disappointing loss. I mean, I think you know everybody you know watching NFL Network 
was really putting the Ravens up at the top of the heap there, and I think appropriately so, and I think this is a real setback. I mean, not to take anything away from Tennessee Titans, um, because I think the season's still young, so we don't know how teams are going to play out. And Chris Palmer, who's their offensive coordinator, had played us always really well and had great game plans for us, and Hasselback's obviously a solid veteran quarterback. But there's a lot of things. We've got, we're have got we missing some people in the secondary. I think that really hurt us. Uh, I think our O-line was a little rough. We didn't really get the holes that we wanted. I don't think Ray really was able to bust out. And I think Joe had a very average game. So, you know, well, I'm not ready to jump off the ship. I, I think I really think this team's special. We have a lot of depth when people heal up a little bit. And I think we'll be, we'll be ready to play next week against St. Louis. But it did hurt coming off of that incredibly cathartic win last week or if I could dare say it Don't. annihilation of the Pittsburgh Steelers to get that monkey off our back and do it in such a dominating fashion this is definitely a disappointing way to we, we really wanted to continue that momentum going into that's St. Louis what you're looking for right I mean you are looking for the breakout you're looking because to me that's 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 what the it's all about with the Ravens now. You're mm-hmm. looking for that Flacco breakout. Yeah. You're looking for that team wide breakout mm-hmm. to get past the Steelers. Mm-hmm. And then you're looking for that breakout to the Super Bowl. I mean it's just I think one so. and, and that is what you're looking for. And you saw that week one breakout where it might have been the breakout for Flacco. Yeah. And you'd certainly saw the breakout against the Steelers. Yes. So you had to get you all fired up. I think so. I was. I. I you know. I, I. I. really think. I don't think the team looked ahead. I don't think there's anything like that. I just. I just. Because uh, I'm not sure quite was, sure what it, it is yet. Like I haven't that, reviewed though. the film yet, Rich. <laughs> I haven't reviewed the film. You're all 22. You haven't looked at the all 22. You know, yet? I was just talking to Coach Billick about it in the uh, hallway. You were there. literally. I actually, by I the literally way. was. <laughs> yeah. I'll drop that <laughs> Ravens drop. history name for you and pick it back up. Put it in my pocket. But no, I haven't reviewed the film yet. So before I comment, mm-hmm. I, I think I should review the film. But I. But I did as as uh, was just reading my. Uh, my favorite writer in the Baltimore Sun, Kevin Van Volkenberg, just said, I want to give Flacco a mulligan <laughs> for this game. And I think that's an appropriate term. I mean, I'm not ready to, like, forget everything that happened last week. And maybe maybe what the reality is is that we're not quite as good as we were in week one, and maybe we're, we're not the team that played so average in, uh, in week two. I, I think we got a lot to build on, and I know what Coach Harbaugh is saying to the team from, from the beginning is that this team's going to get better. You know, think about our O-line. That how that just came together recently with some of Ozzy's pickups. This team is only going to get better. So maybe in some ways, looking at the silver lining, it's a good loss because it'll just wake them up and realize that we got to fight every week. Doesn't matter who we're playing. And I, I think that for this team to really take it to that next level, we, we do. We need some games at home. I think we need that. We need that also for our fans. Baltimore has such great fans, and we've played a lot of our playoff football and really good playoff football on the road. And we're a good road team. But I would love to see the fans get a playoff another playoff home game an afc championship i mean baltimore would just go nuts right i know bashotti's complaining about the lack of monday night games in baltimore yeah he's complaining about we're coming we're coming thanksgiving i'll be there we're coming thanksgiving night i know baltimore Harball versus harball uh, that's gonna NFL be a great Network game and i'm gonna be there night. i'm gonna be there yeah. change, I'm, I'm definitely going good we can we can have some uh, tryptophan or whatever. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll have some we'll, turkey. We'll relax. We'll take a little nap. See, I pre-game. can't. I can't. I can't pregame nap. I'm on the air. We have just found out we're doing game day morning before the Lions game. What's your ritual? We're doing that. What's your ritual? What's your pregame ritual? What's my pregame ritual? Yeah, when you when you come here on Sunday, when you come up so you well, get first so all, early on Sunday. What's your yeah, ritual? First of all, uh, just staying awake is part of the ritual. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the first thing. I come in here and I grab the first of about eight cups of Joe, right? Uh, and hope to stay awake. And we're on the air at six in the morning here. 
Six I, bells a.m. straight up. I was here last four week. Four straight hours. You yes, came you came and you, had, you said, I've you been here, here since like, you were, You got up at four, right? No, no I got up at three. At three. Oh, yeah, because it was week one and there was lots going on. We, you, were, you were pumped. Yeah, there was lots going on and I wanted to get here and there were a lot of games to get ready for. On and that day. I told you Bashadi said to say hi, right? I guess I you. He's, yeah. I love that guy. He's the coolest. I have Steve to say, Bashadi. There are other owners that have more rings, and I think he's going to get rings for us yeah. in, in the future. But there is no question in my mind that there is any other owner in the NFL that's as cool as Steve Bashadi. <laughs> well, but let me. I, I will put money on that in Vegas. The guy is the coolest guy, self-made man, and such a such a Baltimore guy. Yeah. And and just I've gotten the privilege of meeting him a little bit this year and he's just a just a great guy my, my, we were in really good hands with him there was one uh, i'll tell this story i don't care we were at an owner's meeting and it was i think one of his first ones actually and uh we were uh at at the uh establishment at the hotel mm-hmm. and he wouldn't let us go to sleep <laughs> and by us i mean me a couple of my on-air colleagues producers sure uh crew members mm-hmm Got them all Bud Lights, and I'm not just saying that because they're <laughs> sponsored this. But it happens to be true. It it's, a, it's a fine beer. He did ask. He did ask if everybody was staying at the hotel because mm-hmm. you want to make sure that nobody, nobody was, was drinking yeah, and driving. Seriously, that's I mean, good. And, that's good. And then, and then, boom! Wouldn't let us any of us go. It's he's, great. He's just like, "Where are you going? You got just an elevator ride upstairs." I mean, really, like it was like peer pressure. We had a, all, ownership pressure. We had a very fun night playing. Uh, stayed up late guy. playing. Uh, uh, pool with him and Kevin Plank around the time of the Preakness over at oh, Kevin Plank's Under house. Under Armour. This and, is uh, your Deep Baltimore here. I am. This I'm is Deep, deep I'm Deep Baltimore. That's actually my nickname. Deep, deep Baltimore. Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. Everybody everybody knows me. Is, is it now you say, mentioned hey, where's Josh? He's going deep. You mentioned your 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 lovely girlfriend. Yes. Um, a ballet dancer, right? She was for, she for, for many years, for many yeah. Years. And okay. now she's a student at Columbia and she she's has a novel coming a out. Book? Um yeah. Let's book set in the ballet world. It's called Bunheads. It's gonna be out next month on Little Brown. Um, now there are there are some football fans that are interested in the ballet. Look, world. there are football there are. fans in the ballet world, and there are football fans that have children uh, or you know young yeah, adults. Uh, like this it. is a, a book good. that's a crossover book, but it is a young adult book, and uh, we're very proud of her and and um, excited about the book. Because you strike me that th- this could be a scene from Diner coming mm-hmm. up, where she, that she's got to know like who Ben Grubbs is. <laughs> She's got to know where Ed Dixon went yes. to school yes. in order to move forward in a relationship with you. This yeah. is, I mean, this is where I think we're, this is possible. It was, is, she am, knows, I, am, I, am I a little out of the realm no, here no, by she, even she suggesting gets, she, that? She understands. Look, uh, what, Sophie is, um, she's very understanding of my, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think, of You're my insane, of my, yeah, it's true. I mean, the reality is, look, I mean. I once turned a movie down. This is a true story because it was an independent film, and I actually was excited about doing it. And this probably says a lot about my career and and maybe why it hasn't taken off at certain times. (laughs) But I will say that uh, I turned the movie down because they wanted to work on Sundays. You know, normally you you have the weekends off, but sometimes right. they'll they'll tweak it so that your days off will be Monday and Tuesday, and it worked better for them for the <laughs> schedule where they could get these locations. So I was excited about it, and then I heard about the schedule, and I was like, ah, oh, no, I don't. I actually like to watch football on Sunday. It's a really big part of my life. So it's true. So if this film was shooting in the spring. You'd have been it's all not, over, it right? Yeah, it wasn't that, an, that issue. an issue. No, Sundays, I do. I, I plan a lot Sundays around football. Ball. It's not. I'm, it, it, it is. It is a uh, to, to think that I was without it for so long. You know, as a kid growing up, as a Colts fan, and uh, having that team sort of taken taken from us in the way that it was. You know, it's uh, and then 
being without football, I, I, I could never adopt another team because a team to me, part of what I love so much about football is that it is that you don't necessarily feel in other sports, uh, at least I don't, is this sense of this sort of tribal sense of like the team representing your state, you know, your your city. Uh, it, it feels that way because there's this warrior aspect to it. I mean, let's let's be honest. It's a very violent sport. It's aggressive, mm-hmm. but it's also like the fact that it's once a week. There's this buildup um, that it's such a collective team game, um, and, and all the different factors in it. So I, I, it, it feels very much like growing up losing that, and then getting it back with the Ravens. And it took a little while. I, I just it's something that I, I feel it, it helps me it connects me to my home it does I feel I feel that way about it. I mean I, I hope that doesn't sound crazy no it but. doesn't no no I, you are voicing what so many so many people feel certainly in the city of Baltimore and you touched upon losing it yes right uh, what was that like when you lost that was the a, Colts that was a very it was a very traumatic uh, sad time um, I, I really. You know, my, my uncle Martin Heckscher, actually, he left with the team. He, he was the uh, video director uh, for the Colts for over 30 years. No and, kidding. Yeah, he just retired this year. Um, and uh, so I, I always kind of, I had, you know, obviously I was very disappointed in it. But because Marty, you know, was went to Indianapolis and worked with the team, I, I always just kind of, you know, I love my uncle Marty and I was happy for him. And, you know, and the, the job was good for him. But, you know, very bitter feelings about it. And, and I think, you know, when I talk to a lot of people from Cleveland, obviously it Everything feels the same, you know, from their point of view. And and I can understand that. And I would never try to argue, you know, someone out of of, of feeling how they feel about that. But for me, and and, and I think for a lot of people in Baltimore, we waited a really long time. I think we felt like, you know, we were due an expansion team given uh, the kind of hand we got dealt by by, uh, Mr. Ursay. And uh, didn't understand why we didn't get a team, you know, and Jacksonville did. Um, and when you look at the state of where people saying your teams may end up in L.A. and one of the teams you keep hearing is potentially Jacksonville, you know, I think it makes a good argument that Baltimore could have, you know, deserved an expansion team. So I think we went about it the right way. We didn't get it. And this is how it happened. And uh, didn't really think I'd be talking about this. But no, I, I, but, I, but I knew I, I wanted to talk to you about this. But, it, but, you, it, but you, it's, you, it really I have to tell you, though, it it. it, it it, it, I, I don't know. I would have had a much harder time rooting for the Ravens had they been called the Browns. I don't think I could have done it. You know, the fact that the names and the colors stayed in Cleveland, um, that meant something to me because, you know, it, it, it helped me, you know, uh, be able to, to, to support and get behind this team that, you know, was going to become a part of Baltimore again. And I'm really happy that, that the Browns got their their team back and back sooner. Didn't have to wait, you know, 12, 13 years uh the way we did in Baltimore. So, I mean, that documentary that Levinson made, you know, about the band that Bar- stayed. Barry Levinson. Yeah, man. that, that, that uh, Barry Levinson made about the, the Colts marching band staying on. You know, I tell anybody, you want to know what it was like to not have a football team. You watch that beautiful documentary and you see the people that stayed together and, and what it meant. The fact that, and we don't feel this anymore in sports. I mean, that, that those, those Colts players, those guys, they were like a fabric of the community. I mean, they would go to barbecues at people's houses. I mean, it was, you know... As we all know, the, the economics of it all changed things a little bit. Sure. It distances sometimes the players from the average fan. You know, well, and it was a different time, it was a different era. And so, you know, there's sometimes whenever I still see the when I see the Colts and I see the horseshoe, you know, I mean I I, I miss that a little bit. Well, I, I miss miss is not the word that you've you've used to me before. <laughs> That's why I, I wanted to bring this up to you. Sorry. You know, no, because uh, you know, I could I can sit here with with uh, somebody who's on television, films like yourself, and talk about the passion of football and how mm-hmm. much they love their fantasy team and how much they follow their their team. Sure. This, I, to me, strikes to the very heart about the passion you feel about football because you, I think, are still a little bit ticked 
when you see that blue horseshoe. I, I am actually. Well, like I'll tell you ang- what. I'm angry. Like angry. I'm, and maybe a lot of people still in Baltimore are, no matter how many rings there you are, have. There or, are, but you know what? It's changing because obviously the generations are changing. I mean, sure, you know, right. there are people. Look, I, I, you know, I was, I was like 12 or 13 when the Colts left. I mean, you know. I have, you know, I have super eight footage of me on my, you know, my dad's shoulders, you know, waving my, 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 my Colts flag, leaving Memorial Stadium. Burt Jones was one of our neighbors. I mean, you know, it's like the Colts were my life. We went to the, we went to the games. We went to all the games. Um, So I am bitter because first of all, you know, there was something about that. And, you know, the the fact that Johnny Unitas and all those guys, they play before my time. But the fact that I know about those guys and they're they're sort of built into my consciousness as a Baltimore sports fan, um, they were such a fabric of, of of the city. So yeah, to have that have that removed and and to be frank, like I've I've obviously I'm a diehard Ravens fan now. Sure. I, I've made the switch, um, and I've actually even you know gotten over the uniforms of the Ravens, which bothered me for quite some time. To be frank, um, and I don't like the helmet. You know, Still. I don't like the bird logo. I don't like the bird logo. I, what would I, you have if you could design it? Because you are wearing the bird logo on a wristband right I am. now. My wristband right that, you, that you gave me years ago, I believe. And I, I wear this because I like to wear good luck charms when I fly. Okay, so you're about I'm to gonna, fly I'm back gonna, to the good like, fly. So yeah, okay, I'm gonna fly back to New York. So I wear these. You know, I wear my ribbons, and I have. I like the shield. I like the the the, the patch. The 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 shield. Yeah, but. But not for an entire uniform like the Terps are doing right well, now. I well, mean, like, you know, no, I like, like the it. shield I like... exploded on the Maryland Terrapins I like, right now. I like that shield. To me, here's here's my here's my here's my idea about the Ravens, uh, the uniform. Okay, and I think I've already expressed to some people at the Ravens. So not that they care what I think, but anyway, you're a fan. I, I actually, you're a fan I actually embrace member? the uniform right now. I feel like you know I, I, I get into the the, the the purple and the black and go out. I get it. But Baltimore's such an old school football town, uh-huh. blue collar, and the way we play defense. That I just want the helmet to represent that a little bit more. So I don't care if it was just a simple B on the helmet or if it was that 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 shield that we now have on our shoulders. If it was just the shield, something really small and simple doesn't need to take over the whole helmet, but just something small that to me just is a little more classic, a little more old school okay. NFL. I would appreciate that. Steve Bashotti, if you're listening. I've, I would appreciate that. Have your people work up a mock-up or something. <laughs> work up a mock-up. Yeah, have your people work what up a, a mock-up. What are my people? What, I got like a bunch of people in China <laughs> yeah, like sure, yeah, designing yeah. ideas? Yeah. For- You've got people. Have your people work up a mock-up. <laughs> have somebody. Up. Have a person. Have a person work up a mock-up. I'm going to have a person work up a mock-up. Because we can get it in the right hands. You can, well, I don't even need my help. Vishadi, next time you see him, hey, Steve. Put this on the side of the head. I don't know, though. I mean, you don't some, want a piece people, of it. some people in Baltimore may, may like it. I don't know. I'm I, sure they do. I know a lot of people don't, but I know, you know, some do. And it's it's right. become sort of synonymous with the did team. Did you ever meet Unitas? Yes, I did. In fact, I have a, a picture um, in my in my home in New York of Johnny Unitas and I that he signed for me, uh, standing on the field pregame for the first game at uh, the new Raven Stadium. Nice. Um, against the Steelers. Uh, that was great. And I had met him before that. Um was you know just amazing that picture is just so great i shook his hand once at a golf tournament once and he had the same thing that uh namath has Mm -hmm. shaking his hand the index finger of his hand was the longest finger on his hand Mm -hmm. which is why he could grip a ball and spiral it and sling it i mean it just it's it really i'll never forget i'm like wow that's that's a very odd sort of hand and hand shake Mm. I don't know why that's the one thing of Johnny Unitas that leaves. If I well, if I interview you know if I interview one of the Sables, they'll start telling all these lush history stories and him like he has a strange finger thing going on. 
<laughs> I sort of feel so stupid right now. Oh man. Oh boy. But yeah, that's I I I love that you got the you 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 bleed it you 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 live it you 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 live and die with it. I do. And, I um, do. You know, it's and it's just my dad and I. We always, we talk after the games. You know, we're either. You know, I, I go back to a lot of the games too. It's the beauty of, of of living back in New York. And two hours, I'm on a train, Baltimore. I go to I go to at least half the home games, Fantastic. more if I can, and including um, the Thanksgiving Thursday. I'm going to be at NFL the Thanksgiving Network. game. Um, and sometimes uh, I'm going to try to try to go to a road game this year if I can find a good weekend to go. Um, go. I love the team, and you know what? That's the other great thing is is seeing in the last fifteen plus years. You know, the, since the Ravens have been in Baltimore. Um, the the fan base growing and just the more and more purple, um, how how rabid everybody's gotten again. I mean, you just go, it's 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 fantastic. And then that's grown not just in in Baltimore but around the country. When I when I used to live out here and the Ravens first came to Baltimore, I had to go and watch football games at a sports bar. I don't remember which one. And the Ravens, okay, they weren't a great team at the time, but I had to, you know, when you go to a sports bar and all the big games will be on the big TV, I had to, like, watch the game on a tiny little monitor at mm-hmm. the bar with the sound down. It was, like, me and one other guy were the right. only guys who wanted to watch the Ravens game. And now there's there's places here in L.A. There's pe- people that host only Ravens games. You know, there's this group called the West Wing that they've been emailing me and telling me about the they get like 50, 100 strong. West come, Wing, I like uh, yeah, it. Yeah, ah, the yeah. Ne- there's a nest at the West Wing. There's a nest Wing. and they, they're, here, they're here in L.A. So good for them. And, and I think that's happening over a lot of different parts that. in the country. No kidding. So I'm going to ask you the, the, the million-dollar question then. Do you really think the Ravens can win with Joe Flacco at quarterback? Um, you're scratching your forehead. Well, so you're, ask, we, you're we, asking we, we me. We call that a asking, tell. No, there's no tell. tell. There's no tell. I, look, I like Joe. I, I felt like last week against Pittsburgh, uh, he got a big monkey off his back. And um, I, I think they can. I absolutely think they can. I think Lee Evans has been a little injured, you know, and I, I, I think um, this is all new. There's a lot of new pieces in, in, on this team coming plus together. new members yeah, of so the roster. Yeah, I, so I, I, I absolutely think Joe can lead the Ravens to a Super Bowl. And I'm not scratching my head. There's no tell. I mean, I, okay. I'll put all my damn chips right now on the table and and go full on you know you went full on fossil fossil you went full fossil mixed, on me right i there. mixed my coach metaphor. your gyms your yeah. two gyms got a little mixed up right there you mixed up your coaching gyms i'm gonna we're, we're making the playoffs <laughs> playoffs right <laughs> okay so you, you you firmly believe it then yeah good he is I like it. he is who i think he is Nice. That's a Dennis Green there one. There you go. You're mixing all your green. coaching metaphors. Yeah. Uh, before, Playoffs. Before I let you go, I have to talk sports night with you. I'd be yes. remiss if I didn't do that. A lot of folks know you from that because it's a sports-related program. That's how I met you. That's right. At an ESPY years and years ago. That's and you right. and Peter Krause uh, uh, took over for me and Stuart Scott sitting on one right. of the perches in Radio City <laughs> Music Hall as a gag of uh, part of the broadcast. Uh, and when I got headbutted by uh, David, uh, who's the pitcher? Oh, my God. Cohen? No, the uh, Wells. Wells. David Wells headbutted you? David Wells headbutted me that night. We all we ended up what back at our hotel. Was, was this 98, 99? I don't remember. I don't remember. When, well, when was Sportsnet on? It was on, it was, Sportsnet was on like 90, yeah, like 99, 2000, like okay. 80, 98, 99, 2000, somewhere uh-huh. around there. Right there. Um, 
Well, that was fun. I mean, it was a it was a it was a gentle headbutt, if there's such a thing, <laughs> from David Wells. I mean, he wasn't trying to hurt me or injure me, but we were all, you know, we, we were we were having a fun night. That's and, a resume uh, builder. That's something but, to be proud of to be headbutt. But I David think a, I think a gentle sort of loving headbutt from David Wells is mm-hmm. actually you know a violent headbutt from anybody else. <laughs> so I remember it definitely took me back a little bit. Um, right. Well, those are good times, man. That was fun, and uh, obviously watched a lot of you on your Sports Center days. Um, when we were doing research for the show, yeah. just uh, all you guys just took in so much, and uh, I loved it. And the, the show does; it still resonates with people. I can't tell you how many people um, still ask me about it, say they miss it, and watch it now on Netflix or what have you. Right. Uh, that's great. We're really proud of it. Um, you know, it was a great group of people. I made some really good friends off of it, and um, and happened. so you now again. Um, yeah, you're nice to say that you watched me and all that on Sports Center. But we all I've told knew. you that already. Well, I'm not it's just nice saying it on say the air. That. It's nice of you to say that. But we all at the time knew you were, you guys were doing Dan and Keith. I mean, we we all knew sitting up there. Like now, who, there wasn't who do you a think I was? Because I, 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 I get, we, we talked thought, about this before. But right. I, I have to say, I get people. Keith thinks I played him. Well, Keith. Well, Keith would. And uh, Dan thinks I. I think Dan thinks Dan I played him too. They both. So I'm actually very. Them. I'm very confused as to who I always. Be careful I always ass- because you, you tread lightly on there. I tread light. I mean, certainly with with Keith with Ko. I mean, <laughs> if he thinks you played him, definitely tell him that you did, even if you didn't. But you, you were though. You were playing the I, Keith I, character, well, I look, right? I, that's what I assumed. I mean, you know, I assumed that because you know. Um, I, I, that, that that's always how I went about it, thinking that you know, because he, he was a little bit more of a live wire, Dan, you know, and and that's that's sort of what what Keith struck me at. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm such I, I'm truly saying this. I mean, I'm such big fans of both of those guys. So I, I sort of I love that they both think that they're the all time best sports center, the greatest, tenor. the greatest. I mean, I, I I I have no problem saying that. No, they're they, pretty great. They were great, and 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 I think that that they were definitely who you guys were playing. There's no doubt about it. We were sitting there up there. Like, so you would say I was Keith and, and, and Krause was, uh, was Dan? Yes, I would do that. That's what I thought. That's what I thought, too. So then I, I think That's it's what more I than do. about what pa- why the, Patrick thinks but, that. But that here's the thing, though. It's is, all how we view each, ourselves differently, right? Physically, though, mm-hmm. Krause matches up with KO. You're more of a Dan. You look more like Dan physically. Really? Yeah. Well, Keith's a big mm-hmm. man. He's a big dude. And he's got, he's got like... And Peter's a little bit taller than you, isn't he? I think so. That's what I'm very, you know, Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, just, just, you're looking at Mm -hmm. me like I'm crazy. I'm not. I'm just. You've got the Dan hair. You've got the Dan hair, which is a great compliment, by the way. (laughs) Dan. Dan. You do? The Dan hair. Oh, man. I can't. I think I I can't wait to tell. I can't wait to talk to Patrick. Just let him know that. That Rich said I have the Dan hair. You have the Dan hair. That's fantastic. You do have the I'm Dan hair. I'm just glad I have some now, hair. You, man. You I mean, going I on, you're going on DP's show coming up? Is that I, was ta- I was texting with him about it. I said I want to do it at some time when, the, when okay. our show is premiering in the next few weeks, and hopefully hopefully we can do it. I, I love his show, and he's such a great guy. Good. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we spent some time together at the, at the Pro-Am, you know. That's you, right. You that's did right. the You did the, um, the Madden... Pro-Am, That's right. where you were, you were part of the flag football game. I was part of the flag Dion, football game. You and Dion were bonding, right? We were bonding. Uh, you know, our team won. I felt like I played a part in it. You, you, and, you were a uh, factor. You were a factor I thought I was a day. factor. You it was were good. a factor that day. That was good. Coach by the way, Rodney that, Harrison. Can I tell you that? Well, don't get me started on Coach Harrison, all right? Don't even get me started on Coach Please Harrison. Please get started. I'm going to tell you about Coach Harrison. Um, 
I ignored everything he said and listened to Dion. Okay? I mean this as respectfully as I can to Rodney Harrison, but I listened to everything Dion said. Did he, didn't Dion expressly instruct you to do so, though, at some point well, during the game? Well, I don't game? know if he ex- expressly, Loud but it, I think it, it just became clear that I was going to listen to someone who... who <laughs> He's got the gold jacket. ...is the man. And as I, as I tweeted him afterwards, yeah. is, as far as I'm concerned, the only athlete who should be allowed to re- talk about himself in the third person. Is Dion? I, I that's how I feel. I feel strongly about that, and I think that they should have actually given him two busts in Canton. Well, because he of his... he doesn't refer to himself in the third person. He never refers to himself as Dion. He does refer to him his nickname in the third person. He will refer to himself as Prime. Well, that's what. Well, that's what I'm referring yes, to. Yes, yes, yeah. that's what I'm referring just to. For, yes, that's just so, well, but he's but Prime. Prime is himself. Prime is himself. So, yes. I mean, we're really just... Yes, that he gets he gets to do so that. So, technically, he is talking about himself in the third person. He is, but not... He doesn't, you know, say, hey, Dion's here, or Dion... I mean, Irvin will do that. I understand, but Prime is... is we're not... Prime is not some other entity. Prime is it's Dion. Himself, yes. So, technically, he's talking about himself he's, in the he's third He's Neon Dion. He's Prime Time. He's Prime. He's, you know... And, and my favorite stories from him, while we're on the subject, real briefly, favorite stories from him are his baseball stories, Ugh. where he rides the bus with the Columbus Clippers. You mention any Columbus Clipper to him, he beams. He beams. And then uh, there was one preseason game. We were here one preseason night. It was the fourth week of the preseason. Mm-hmm. So even us here, we understand, even though we treat every preseason game like it's a Super Bowl here because we are NFL Network, right. uh, we realize that, you know, when it's the third and fourth quarter, half of these guys are, you know, unfortunately going to be at a Home Depot the next <laughs> week. So we were just sitting back there. Um, talking about baseball. Mm-hmm. It was me and Sap, who's a big baseball fan, and Dion. The stories Dion was telling from World Series and playoffs, fantastic. It's amazing. You know, and if and he if if uh, the Blue Jays didn't beat him one year, he would have won. He would have been the MVP. Amazing. He hit five hundred one World Series. What a, what a what a talent! Dion so happy for him. That playing in that pro am, I'm telling you, man. The yeah, people, Rice, right? Who else? That was the. I, I'm not, I, don't care, I don't care about it. Emmys, Oscars, you know, yeah, um, right. Pulitzer, um, <laughs> Nobel Peace Prize. Anything could come my way in the rest for the rest of my life. Right. That day, it'll be hard to top that day. I have to be honest with you. Getting, I mean, catching a touchdown pass from Dan Marino, intercepting Kurt Warner, almost taking it to the house, not quite fast enough to get. Herschel Walker, right? But just playing with those guys on the field, and I've played in celebrity baseball games before, and, and baseball is actually the sport I'm best at, you know, and I enjoy doing that. But because I just playing with those guys, you just don't don't ever mm-hmm. get an opportunity to do that. I DVR'd that, and I showed it to Sophie, and she, I literally, I can't stop watching. It was so great. <laughs> I, I had so too. much fun. I it was a too. great day. I would too. Um, it, it's better than even winning a fantasy football championship. It, I, I gotta say it is because I. Wow. I mean, while I love fantasy, I do love to. I love to play sports and and just you know that's not some. I mean, like nobody can ever take that away from me. I played in a silly right. fantasy football. I mean, a silly flag football game. Right. But I caught a touchdown pass from Dan Marino. That you did. No one can ever take that away from Dan you. Marino, man. Dan, Dan Marino, freaking Marino. Come on. I know. I know. That was amazing. That is great. That was so cool. And then the huddle with him and you know and Dion and playing de- playing defense in between Dion Sanders and Ronnie Lott. <laughs> I mean, what I can my <laughs> I can great. die of football death now and just yeah, be Madden. so happy. Yeah, the Madden people made that happen. That, that was, was incredible. Who's on your fantasy team before I let you go? All right, my Get- fantasy team this year. I got two leagues now this okay. year because I got a, one league here in LA that's a group of friends that I've had for a long, long time, and then. Um, 
the good wife, we, you know, a lot of the crew came up with the league this year. So I've got two different teams. And to be honest with you, I'm, I'm a little. There's a good wife fantasy league? Yeah, just started. So like Christine year. Bransky has a team? <laughs> no, no. I think I'm the only actor on Okay, I just team. want to make sure. It's a lot of the crew. It's about to say. The, the, a, the, the fighting Baranskis or yeah, something like that? Yeah, the fighting Baranskis. Okay. Uh, no, it's, I don't think any of the other actors. I don't believe any of the other actors do uh, have, have a team. But I have, you know. I've got uh, I got Vic in one of my leagues, um, so I'm interested to see how that plays yeah, you out. You got a good three quarters out of him on Sunday. Yeah, and I've got Foster. So I mean, that's oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, I knew that yeah, was going to be a gamble, but yeah. Well, maybe you know, uh, I I have a feeling he's going October is when he's going to get his footing. Yeah, because you could see. I mean, he he looked he looked like he had a burst. You probably uh, in a limo on the way to the event to the late games yesterday, but um, to the Emmys. But, but he came out of the game, but didn't he? he? Well, he looked. He had his burst early on. Mm-hmm. Then they sat him second half. Kubiak said that he wanted to play, but he wanted to make sure he was going to have his footing, and he was Kubiak's, fatigued. Kubiak's was dead to me. Kubiak's dead to me. Well, I didn't know that. That's now what he said. Me. Yeah, he said he wanted so to play. So he sat him, and he didn't have to sat him. He sat him, saying that he was worried about Kubiak. fatigue. Well, I mean, one of these, you know, hamstring, right, no, you're tired, listen, you pull listen, it, and then all of a sudden you're talking true. about this in November. Right, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. That's all what right. he's thinking. He's, he's not thinking long haul right now. It's all right. Now. Okay. Gary Kubiak did the right thing. Who's in your L.A. league? The, uh, do you got some names to draw? Well, it was the first year I did an auction league. We normally do a regular draft. I've okay. never done an auction league before. It's so different ball And now that I'm not in L.A. anymore, and I'm you know living in New York for a long time now, I'm always doing these drafts over the phone. All right. So it was very hard. I felt like I was a little behind the eight ball there. But but I got Foster, uh, Vic. Um, I got Deshaun Jackson. Um, who else? I've got... Uh, what I are think you I doing got... over the phone? You don't do it on, online? You don't no, do... the auction... It's like would... old school where you're like literally bidding. You're like saying the word That's 20 into a speakerphone? Literally. It was old That's school. old school, yeah. man. yeah. Yeah. Wow. I know it was. It was pretty cool. I liked it. I liked the old school aspect of it, but it was exhausting. But how do you follow it then? Because uh, it's uh, it was very, you're it not was, online it, watching your team take on another team on no, Sunday? No, I, I did, or, I did the, you... the, the Good Wife draft. Right. I did online. Right. Okay. Um, and that's the first time I've ever done like a Yahoo draft online. Normally I just do the, the... Well, you're supposed to do an NFL.com draft online. But like I said, we're, that's we're, the only time. <laughs> that's, that's the NFL.com <laughs> yes, draft. Right. And then the other one is the, uh, is uh-huh. the other NFL yeah. Two right, okay, sure, live crew. No, whatever it is, yeah. No, you understand, sure. and and so no, the the, the uh, it was the first time I did an auction. I don't know. All it's right. all. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I, I've, mm. I don't know. Maybe I've turned the corner. Maybe it was playing in the Madden games. Maybe, maybe. Uh, so it's just you can't go, over you fantasy can't go a little back. bit. You can't go back. No, because that's the ultimate fantasy. The real fantasy right there is when you're catching that's, passes that's, from Marino. That's the real deal. I mean, right. But that no was, one can ever take your championship on NFL Network away. When we that's had true, the fantasy, I, the celebrity fantasy league years ago, that you, was, you and Rudd and yep. Jeff Garland, and it was pretty great. I mean, that I will take. And, and if had it not been for for Brett Favre, um, <laughs> remember in year two, I would have, mm-hmm. I would have, I would have. Um, You'd have gone back to back. I would have gone back to back. Brett Favre mm-hmm. uh, in a game. I remember because I was on a train going to Chicago to do a play right. and getting updates from my brother. Uh, he threw all those interceptions to um, to the Bears. That's right. Yeah, and okay. that Packer Bears game, and, and think... Garland had the Bears defense. Oh, of course he did. And I was just like, oh my, you cannot. I mean, this close to just back to back championships. Back. No one would ever have been taking that away from you. No, and, well, and no one could take geez. the first one. I'm gonna, you know, the first one's always the always the one you. I want to because we are, up, I guess, up against the window, and plus we've been talking for a while. I, I can't let you go without talking about a football life. I mean, yes. because you were the the voice of the documentary of football life, 
the first two parts of this uh, series is the Belichick documentary, which, by the way, was the first part, the most watched documentary in the history of NFL Network. That is very exciting. That's a great way for a show to get off the right foot. Um, what was it like for you? We just talked about your passion for the sport yeah. and, and for you it, to get a call from uh, from NFL Films, well, NFL Network, I mean, saying, how would you like to provide the voice on this? Yeah, first of all, who doesn't like NFL Films? I mean, those right. guys are the best at what they do. So when um, when I got the call about it, I was very excited about the idea of doing it. And when I did the, the voiceovers for the for the first one, which is the two-parter on, on, on Bilicek, um it was great. I, I couldn't wait to see it, and then I just watched it when I was out here last week. I got I got a couple copies of it, and I watched it uh, before it aired, and it's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, they do such a good job, and particularly this first one, which is that that two part of the access that he allowed. I mean, it's unbelievable. I, I mean, I know they've 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 been advertising that, it's, that no other coach has ever done that, but for that coach to be him, who is arguably you know one of the greatest coaches of all time, right. um, if not the greatest coach of all time, and and. Uh, for him, who also has this persona, you know, this hoodie persona where nothing ever comes in, to see the humanity there um, on on him, that 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 really, I, I just I find I found it really gripping. You know, I mean, just to to see him uh, when when he make, takes that walk and he goes to Giant Stadium, and plays in that last game, and uh, you know, and and, and I, just, I just felt I felt like I really got to know him more as a, as a human, and and I and that helped me because I have such respect for him as a coach, obviously. Um, you know, don't like the Patriots. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm a Ravens fan. How can I? Right. But how can you not have respect for them as an organization and, and how they run the organization and, and particularly him as a coach? I mean, what he's able to do. Well, there are some Jet fans and Rams fans who think that he taped him. You know, that that's what yeah. we hear about the lack of respect. And that's why I'm, I'm glad that he did something like this so you could see... Uh, he's a human being, you know. It's exactly. Not like some sort of well, robot I actually wondered. To... I actually wondered if some of that came. I mean, I don't know this. I haven't talked to anybody at the NFL, but I, I wondered if if him allowing because it didn't seem like something that he would normally allow people to do. No. If maybe that came out of a sense of all of that stuff that came out. Maybe with what you're so. About that. Maybe, maybe it's like, you know so. what, I need to let people because, know who I am. Right, because you, know? you do really get a sense of his sense of humor, of Absolutely. his preparation. Of of um, his uh, fa- sense of family, you know, with his mm-hmm. kid around, mm-hmm. and then also his his incredible sense of competition with that exchange with Derek Mason. My, that's phenomenal. Holy that is smokes. phenomenal. You see, you would never Holy see that. Smokes. Is that in part one? Yeah. That's in part one. That when has, he's, that, you that know, Mason, one thing you was... shut the f up. We'll talk after the game, right? I mean, look at the scoreboard. Like, look at the scoreboard. It's like, like I was like, and I'm a Ravens fan. I was like, yeah, man, I love that. <laughs> that was great. You didn't like what was on the scoreboard when he's. I, like, I don't like what was on the scoreboard. Hey, look, I, I like I like what's on the scoreboard at the end of that documentary. That's right. for sure. Right, right, right. But uh, but with that said, it's a you know just a fascinating guy and also you know he's got Maryland roots. I mean you know I grew up in Annapolis. Annapolis and, right, right. You know his father was a coach for uh, for navy for well, quite there's, some that's, for scouts there's a for lot navy. of that in part 2 right is right. is going to annapolis mm-hmm. and talking about uh his family and uh, his mom yes is is in part 2 mm-hmm. and it's a great it's documentary awesome. i'm so proud to be a part of it and and you know just hearing that it that it did so well in the ratings is through the uh, roof. Just, just 
makes me thrilled through the roof. And and to the point where uh, I, a lot of folks are probably going to think, well, wait, there's more because it's just this is just the first two parts of a season long. It's a, it's a new, a new series that 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 they're that they're starting called a football life, and this mm-hmm. is the first one, and it is a two parter. And so um, yeah, I don't think I don't think the others are going to be two parters. So well, who do you have next? Because you're you're um, well, I, I know coming up, I don't know what the order. I know there's one on Walter Payton, yes, and right. Reggie Brown, and no Reggie White and Jerome. No, I'm Brown. sorry, yeah, Reggie Brown. That would be great. Uh, that would Reggie. be good. No, you're, you're, yeah, that's next. I said I'm hungover, Rich. Come on. <laughs> it's all, no, it's Reggie White. Reggie and, White and Jerome Brown. And Jerome Brown. Next up. Yes, that's the next one. And then. I'm uh, doing, yeah. And then Walter Payton. That's Walter a Payton. good one, man. Oh, sweetness. That's all good. And you're doing the voiceovers for this stuff. It's great. I love it. How you know, I, I watched it. I got, I got goosebumps watching it because, um, you know, obviously. 2011 yeah. is a good year for you, bro. It's I mean, a pretty good Emmy year. Emmy nominated on an Emmy nominated show. You're doing voiceovers for a sport that you love. Your Ravens look like they look they're promising. Gonna, they look they promising. Look good. You got a lovely lady, and um, I think we're we're missing something. Oh yeah, you caught a pass from Dan Marino, and I intercepted Kurt Warner. Just to <laughs> maybe you don't want to leave that out. <laughs> and I no. and I caught three no, two point conversions. You were a factor. You were a factor. I was a factor in the game. I just want that to be noted. I was a factor in the game. You were. You know, it was a game, and I was a factor. you the man. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, brother. You bet. It's <laughs> the one and only Josh Charles and the Rich Eisen Podcast. Fun show, everybody. Fun, fun show. How fun was Barkley? I mean, he knew his stuff. Killed it. Chris Brockman, he knew his stuff. It was amazing. I mean, get him in here. On, he's not doing anything for That's a what while. I said. I was, I was, I was not... I was more than half, uh, less than half kidding. Let's put it that way. Yeah. When I said, "Hey, I don't know if Turner is going to like it or not, but get in here. Let's talk football." Can you imagine him and Dion in the same segment? I'd love that on game day highlights. I'd love that. NFL game day highlights, by the way. Every time your Sunday ends before the Sunday night game, every time the late games end, flip over to me, Dion, and Mooch at seven thirty p.m. Eastern. We take you right up till kickoff of the Sunday night game, and uh, we have our fun. I'd love to throw Chuck in that mix. I think he's contractually obligated. Um, and Josh Charles, cool dude, huh? Very cool. Pretty cool guy. Great guy, yeah. And just stayed after, talked football with us. I know. And you know what yeah. ended up happening? He tweeted it out, too. Uh, I had to take him to the airport. Oh, nice. <laughs> His car, the Emmy, the Emmy car. Nice. Didn't show. Wow. Really? Oh, no show. Yeah. That's... I had to go to LAX. He tweeted out a picture. He was in great shape considering he was coming off yeah. an Emmy night. He was partying, playing hurt. You know, he was he... playing hurt. Uh, but I think, you know, um, that she's, he still did not beat Michelle Beadle in terms of <laughs> well, showing up here playing hurt. Uh, yeah. She she I, played the hurt. I was here that if day. That's a word. That was, she was she not, played hurt. Yeah. She, she played hurt. But she, through flying colors, too. She was too. great. Yeah, yeah, she was great. No, he, he was great. Um, the, the good wife and that Belichick part one was great. Part awesome. two is just as good, man. Yeah, they were part two is great. Um the Bud Light Fan Camp locations. Do you have them, Chris Law? Uh, the Bud Light Fan Camp locations this week, I do not have in front of me currently. I have them. I have them. But I sent them to you. So I have them. I've got them. Lincoln, Nebraska. The college town. Colorado Springs, Colorado. Raleigh, North Carolina. And you betcha, Green Bay, Wisconsin. Nice. What better place to get ready for the Packers-Bears game than at a Bud Light Fan Camp? They're fun times, like I said. They're they're good, good fun. You get to test your skills. So you go to the Bud Light Facebook page. Yep. And please remember, everybody, you must be twenty one years or older to participate. <laughs> um. So 
we we uh, clarified some stuff last week. You know, we talked uh, tied up some loose ends with the the curb right. podcast. Uh, so strolling into work yesterday, and I uh, saw your beautiful car parked out out in in the lot. Our lot is small, but uh, I saw this car, and it was covering a, a space and a half about. And uh, you, were, you were pig parking, is what I'm. I was at. not pig parking. You, you were pig parking. It I, may look that way, Chris, but when other cars are parked in a certain way, and I go in there, yeah, the car next well, to him could have been parked the, the like this. The photo evidence I hold in my hand, and that will be posted on NFL.com/slash Rich Eisen. Uh-huh. We'll say differ. We can actually throw up a, a fan poll. Oh, we're gonna poll. We'll poll oh. it. We'll pull well, this. no, that's not fair, though. It's not fair because clearly at first blush, the yeah. photographic evidence is indisputable. Yes, <laughs> it looks like I am a pig parker, but the circumstances are extenuating. If it does not fit, you They're must extenu- it, uh, Maybe so. <laughs> but I'm telling you, the, the circumstances are extenuating. I the mean, car next to you could have been sideways. Exactly. Rich. I'm telling you. It's exactly. impossible to park in our parking lot. Yeah. Thank you. It is. I drive you a know, big car, too. It's, it's, it's very hard. It's impossible. The spaces like I can't find a spot. The That's spaces bad. are not wide enough. A smart car couldn't fit in these spaces. We are literally growing out of this building. We are, but you, I don't know if this is. Go ahead, go ahead. I'll put it up on the poll. I don't care. Put it up. I see about two. It's not going to. It's not going to change a thing. I mean, if I, I'm, I'm still going to park the way I'm. I'm, I'm I would absolutely. Beg to differ if I'm going to be branded a pig parker. <laughs> you also really need a car wash. Right, next, well, that's well, that's, that's don't on come on. It's, it's the it's, it's 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 the iPhone. It's my low pixeled iPhone. Yeah, is, low, that, is that what's going on there? It's, it's a it's a poorly pixelated next, photograph. Next thing we know, you're going to be chat and cutting at the at the huddle <laughs> cafe. Right? That I've done. Oh, I've t- I've chat and cut. I've mastered the chat and cut. I am I am an absolute cut. yes. I love that. You're right. Chat and cut. That's, I never heard that one before. Actually, it's like a that. skill, really. Chat and cut. I see what's going on here. What is going on here? No, that's what Larry said. Oh, that's what he said. I see what's going on here. <laughs> so good. Um, do we continue? Let's quickly continue talking about a couple of things while we are on housekeeping um, duty here. Uh, how did the uh, two-part, uh, uh, I guess, what, what what we call it, a, a test, the two-part experiment last yeah, week? It, it how did went, it go? It went well. Um, it was a test. I mean, we got back, and I was editing it, and you know, came down. It was two hours and 20 minutes. Right. So, so but, but the downloads? Did, downloads are good, yeah. Um, but it, did people? People downloaded both parts. Very, very good. Um, okay. I think if we do continue to go really long like that, we'll continue to break it down. But if it's on, in that hour, a half, hour, 40-minute time range, we'll keep it as one. Okay. Um, just because with all the different apps you can use to stream. Now, that would be a poll I wouldn't mind you doing. Sure. Let's do it. Why don't you throw it up there with the pig parker? We'll throw it up as a two-parter. <laughs> two if it is, how about so if we do this, if 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 it if it uh, if it lowers the total running time of the podcast to less than an hour, would you would you prefer us to split it up? Yeah, that's definitely fair. How about that? Yeah, absolutely. We'll definitely. How do about it. that? Let's do it. Throw that out there. Let's give another poll. We'll do it's it. Like poll central. And lastly, did you see the roast? I did the Sheen roast. I saw it. It was it was good. Jeff Ross, Jeff Ross killed. It. I mean, he he was. And I mean, well, Jeff said here last week that he wanted it to be the meanest roast. I was pretty mean. It was pretty mean. Patrice O'Neill got beat up pretty bad. That was know. pretty mean, right? It, it was mean. That's Schumacher. Andy, she Andy she Schumacher. brought it. It's no, it's not. It's Schumer. Schumer, the niece of Senator Chuck Schumer. That I by not, the way, I did not know that. I knew it was. Just I heard that on the Stern show. Girlfriend. That's, by the way, that that's my that that I had to. That's my attribution, the Stern show. Uh, yeah, 
Uh-huh. It was mean. She it was, was mean. Good. Mean. My gosh. I thought he was good too, Charlie, though, at the end. I liked it. The, talk about mean. The Anthony Jezelnik, uh, he's funny. But he had the, he said the meanest thing of the night, which was, you know, Charlie. He turns to Charlie Sheen. He says, Charlie, uh, you know, I, I don't understand why you're not happy with what you have in life. For instance, the only reason why you got on television right. is because God hates Michael J. Fox. Oh, yeah. That, that, that was, killed me. I cringed a little bit. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, uh, or, uh, I mean, who, who was the uh, Grey's Anatomy? Oh, Kate Walsh. She, she was, was funny. Kate Walsh she was, was funny. good, too. She's the only thing they took away from you was your kids. That's right. <laughs> that, that was good, too. And uh, the Bruce Willis, uh, he's like, they're like, you're, you're basically doing a rebirth of Bruce Willis. Take filling. De- you <laughs> can't even, you can't even say, say. It was, yeah, that's that, not repeatable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That one is not that repeatable. Good, <laughs> that one is not repeatable. Tyson and Steve-O. Did you see that? How he, he twice he asked for Tyson to just extend his fist and keep it there while he would run into it, and then he broke his nose at the end of yeah, it. Yeah, we we were talking. I thought the guy's sober now. What the hell is he doing, man? We were talking about that earlier. We thought that he was literally going to let Tyson like, like wind yeah, up like and punch, punch him, him like hangover style. We were watching. Actually, him. what he did probably created more of a force than Tyson actually hauling off and yeah. hitting him. Yeah, like he had a full on run up to Tyson's fist. Yeah, that was. That was crazy. It was it, my my wife, however, thinks it was sorely missing Lisa Lampanelli. I that 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 nice. it's that as good as the roast is, as 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 great as the roast is, and it was. If she's not there, it's not the same. And it's the same thing if if Jeff Ross wouldn't be there, Absolutely. wouldn't be the same, right? Definitely. Yeah, she's that. She's that. Well, she's great because when she's on the dais, everyone rips on her. She would have been perfect with with Charlie Sheen too for the subject matter. She'd have been yeah. perfect. I thought Shatner was funny. Shatner was good. Yeah. I didn't think anyone tanked. Steve O was rough. They edited him down a little yeah. bit. But um He's just that would have been that he was he was definitely John Lovitz was a bizarre guest. That was to me. it was my favorite chinning. thing that that, that the, the chin, chin, Jeff Ross said chinning. chinning. And then he also said Good to see you taking a break from taking Take a break. break. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was, that was definitely good. All right, uh, that's it for this uh, this week's edition of the podcast. I want to thank Charles Barkley. I want to thank uh, Josh Charles, who's uh, at Mr. Josh Charles, now on Twitter, at Kara Henderson, at Mike Silver, uh, at Chris underscore Brockman, as I learned this week. Thank when you. somebody tweeted at me how great uh, the TV version looked last week with all the video edits, I said, thank at Chris Brockman. And then he found out it's some other dude, <laughs> who, by the way, is squatting on your name. Squatting. He has two career tweets. Two years ago. Freaking out, Rach. Twitter should take care of that. Who can I talk to at Twitter? Let's figure that out. Let's get the underscore out of your name. Let's do it. Uh, at Chris underscore Brockman, at Topher Law. Yes. And at NFL Mike. Mike Del Tufo. want to thank everybody for listening to this edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast. See you after week three. Stay listening, friends. <laughs>